Welcome to It's Your Business Lead It podcast. It's your business. Lead it. You need to deliver performance to your organization now. To do this, you need to ensure process efficiency, product quality, and employee engagement. What happens when you don't have this? Underperformance. If you're tired of getting excuses and not results, if you're tired of mediocre employees talking to me in game, but not backing it up with action, you're in the right place. My name is Ron Hurst, a leader with over 30 years of real world operational experience backed by the best of engineering and developmental psychology. And my goal is simple. I want to help you achieve the performance your business is capable of. Welcome to It's Your Business Lead, a podcast. In this cast, goal integration. When I think about goals, there are really two core areas that come to mind. One is work-related goals and the other is life-related goals. And I want you to think about these from the following perspective. I want you to recognize that life goals are very much like a long-term investment because you're investing in you. And when I think about life goals, I'm not talking about, you know, how much money am I going to make this year? I'm talking about what is it? What skill do I want to learn this year? How do I want to improve myself? How do I want to improve my body or my health so that I can enjoy the benefits of that goal achievement 10, 20, 30 years from now? The beautiful thing about investing in yourself is that it's like an annuity. It just keeps coming year after year after year. And if you keep investing, you keep getting better. In contrast to this, work goals especially those that are developed by uh, managers that really don't understand how to lead, they tend toward becoming short-term tactics. And I think all of us have dealt with that manager who has the fix your weaknesses mindset. And if ever I saw a tactic, that's it. I mean, it just drives me nuts that people that are so focused on creating the perfect employee by shore up all your weaknesses and don't work on your strengths. I'm like, doesn't that just lead to everybody being average? It just seems really stupid to me. We need to work on both. As you contemplate your goals for this new year, and happy new year, by the way, as you contemplate your goals, I encourage you to take a mindset where personal development is your first priority and work-related goals are an important other priority. Yeah, they're still important. I mean, you want to stay employed. You got to achieve the goals. I get that. And take a long-term view of improving you. If you do that, it will pay off year over year over year. You're not going to remember 20 years from now whether you kept your office clean, for instance. Or maybe you will, but does it really matter on the grand scale of things? But you will remember if you learned a skill that helped you get a promotion. So value personal development goals over all else, including work-related goals. But all things being equal, we got to go after those work-related goals. So I'm not saying ignore them. What I'm saying is put you first. Now, goal integration. What are we really trying to get at here? Because we've got these, these life goals. We've got work goals. How do we do this? The first thing that we need to consider is where do goals come from in organizations? And There are a couple of different ways that they can come down, and sometimes they're not as clear and useful as as we'd like, but 
One of the most common ways organizations that do a good strategic process often have this thing that Peter Drucker used to call management by objective, where the objectives are set on high within the organization, and then they're cascaded down throughout the different divisions, the different levels, the different departments. And if your boss has an objective, he's going to come to you and go, you've got the same objective, only just related to your area of responsibility. And if management by objective, if you have that, congratulations. I mean, that actually makes the goal process pretty straightforward. You can change your focus from what should my goals be to how the heck am I going to achieve this? which is a really great place to be because those of us that don't have management by objective, first of all, have to come up with the goals and then we got to dig into how the heck am I going to achieve this? So if you've got a management by objective process in your organization, congratulations, you're a step ahead. Now, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek because you're also a step behind because if you don't have to come up with the goals, what happens when you get promoted to the next level and now you don't know how to come up with goals? So, Pay attention to what I'm about to say, because we all need to be able to set excellent goals. So if you don't have an organization that does management by objective, what can you do? What I recommend is that you consider the corporate goals and strategies and the direction that the organization is headed. Now, it may not be cascaded down in an effective way. It may be communicated in a herky-jerky kind of ineffective way. But anything you can find out about the corporate direction of the firm will give you some insight into where your goals should be. I recognize that not every firm does this process, so you may not have access to this type of information. So what if you don't? Well, the next thing that you can consider is what is the vision that your organization is seeking to achieve and what is the mission, their, their reason for being in their marketplace? And I like to think vision is the aspiration. This is where we want to get to. Mission is how we do it and what we're about. So think about the mission and vision and ask yourself, what is it that the organization is trying to achieve and how does my area of responsibility relate to it? Because you can often find critical goals within that analysis. Now, if you don't have a mission and vision, let's say you're a smaller firm and they're really not into the whole mission, vision, values thing. Now, what can you do? Well, let's get a little bit more practical, a little bit operational perspective here. I have an acronym I call CPQRS. And what I want you to do is consider these letters. C stands for two things. It stands for cost and it stands for customer. So cost as in how much does it cost my department to produce what it produces? Customer. What are our customers saying about our product or service and where are our opportunities there? Because there's always opportunities to reduce costs. There's always opportunities to improve customer satisfaction. Then the P stands for productivity and people. I can pretty much guarantee you that if you're in an operational role, there's almost always an opportunity to improve productivity and every manager cries out for it. So at very least, that's a really simple place to look for a potential goal. The people, I want you to think about your employees and the level of engagement your employees show because an engaged employee works harder, they have higher productivity, they have better safety, they have better attendance, they have better quality. That to me, ladies and gentlemen, is the holy grail if you can get your people working at their highest possible level. So P's, productivity and people. All right, Q, quality. 
What are our customers saying about our product and where are the challenges in our processes and our service that are causing our customers to be disappointed? Where are the internal rejections that are causing problems in our workflow? Then the R is revenue. And if you're in an operational role, revenue may not seem all that all that close because you're not really taking anything that's driving revenue. Just recognize you never want to be a liability against revenue. In other words, you don't want your poor performance to cause a customer to leave because then you had a negative impact on revenue. At very least, just keep it neutral. If you're in a sales capacity or customer service capacity, you know what I'm talking about. Revenue is the most important KPI for a sales organization. The next one, the S, is for safety. Do an analysis and and see where the opportunity is to shore up and improve the safety performance of your area of responsibility. And then as you're analyzing each of these, I want you to ask a really critical question. As I think about how my manager talks to me, which of these, the cost, customer, productivity, people, quality, revenue, safety, which one does he or she talk about most consistently? What are the top two or three in their mind that come through in the way they speak to me and my team. And at very least, you can set goals around those. There's a very high probability if you take that route that your goals will be accepted by your manager. But what we want to do is we take those few KPIs that our manager thinks is most important, KPI, key performance indicator, and we build goals using the the smart methodology that we talked about in our last cast. And we build goals. Now, I recommend that you be conservative. If you think that you can affect quality by 5%, then put a 3% on it. If you think you can improve productivity by 15%, maybe do seven or 10. Why would I say that? Because here's the thing. If you set a goal for 10 and you achieve 15, you look like a hero. If you set a goal for 15 and you achieve 10, you failed. Now, (laughs) the funny thing is, if you set the goal to 10 and you achieve 10, you win set the goal to 15 and you achieve 10, you lose. So just get that numbers matter. Sometimes setting the goal a little bit, a little bit more conservatively gives us some room to overachieve or, you know, if things don't quite go as well as we'd expected, then we can still hit the, hit the goal. In the end, when you have goals, they could be related to management by objective. They could be related to strategic direction, they could be related to mission, vision, values, or they could be related to CPQRS. What really matters is that you want to come up with two or three goals that really give you the opportunity to move the needle of performance in your work area and do so in a conservative way so that, as we just talked about, that you don't suffer from the (laughs) over-promise, under-deliver scenario, but two to three goals. And I highly recommend that you have two personal development goals as well. I don't think you should be targeting many more than five goals if you're relatively new to this process because it's kind of hard to keep track of more than that over the course of a year. And again, follow my advice on good design using the SMART technique and good automation using 90-day sprints and the habit-building process and tracking your, your deliverables so that you can actually achieve these things. So five goals total. And as you get better at it in future years, you can expand the list if you want to, but let's get some early success, create some momentum and grow from there. So if you do this, if you set these five goals, two to three work goals and two personal development goals, you will find yourself 
preparing and achieving greater levels of success, preparing yourself for a better future while achieving the levels of success that your organization is demanding and staying up with it. There is one last topic that we need to be able to dig into and we'll cover that in the next cast. And that really is this idea. So now you've got a goal. How do you go about it? And in the next cast, we're going to dig into this. So just bear in mind and, and check back with us next week. How do we actually break down a goal into achievable outcomes? Now, to wrap up in our Who Does What By When, I challenge you to identify a work-related goal that your manager can buy into and share it with us on our, our LinkedIn group mentoring leaders, join the group and, and share the goal. Love to see what you're working on. And there's one other thing. I'd love to do a fifth podcast in this series. And in that fifth podcast, I'd love to take listener questions and just dig into a number of different questions on how people struggle with goal setting and what, what I can do to help you be successful. So if you have a question, reach out to me, ronh at developingleadersinc.com or Put it on the, the LinkedIn group at the Mentoring Leaders LinkedIn group. Reach out to me through Facebook, however you want to do it. Just reach out to me and, and let me know your question. I might even be able to feature you on the cast if you're, you're up for being interviewed. So hope to see you on the next cast. But for now, we'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. It's Ron again. Just wanted to let you know I'm so excited to share something I've wanted to do for quite some time. I think you... By now, you know that I'm really big into the how of being an effective leader. We need to be able to learn the tools and to practice them, to bring them to life. I'm creating a series of eBooks that are all about how. And the first one on how to delegate effectively is out on the Developing Leaders website. So if you go to the resources tab on developingleadersinc.com, you can find it there. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Really excited about this and love it if you check it out. Thanks. Now you have your action items. I'm excited to hear from you on how what you learned today works for you. Be sure to connect with me at www.developingleadersinc.com and brief us on how the action items work for you. If you need immediate support, schedule a strategy call with me and let's build a plan together on how to get you the results you need. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next episode, get out there and lead your business.